You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include Winter Olympics are kicking off this week and New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy says COVID cases are trending down. Here's your national news recap for the week of January 30th. Punxsutawney Phil has made his annual appearance in western Pennsylvania on Groundhog's Day. He emerged from his burrow Tuesday morning in Gobbler's Knob and spotted his shadow. According to tradition, that means winter will stick around for six more weeks. The February 2nd tradition marks the 136th year that Phil has predicted whether we'll have an early spring or six additional weeks of cold and snow. President Biden addressed the nation after a successful counterterrorism operation that killed the leader of ISIS. He was killed overnight by U.S. Special Forces in Syria. The ISIS leader is identified as Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Qurayshi. The Pentagon spokesperson says the death of the top leader of ISIS dealt a significant blow to the terrorist group. John Kirby told reporters that al-Qurayshi was a very hands-on leader. He blew himself up during the U.S. Special Forces operation in Syria. Kirby noted there was no U.S. casualties. A faulty U.S. helicopter had to be destroyed in the operation. Kirby says the U.S. believes al-Qurayshi was responsible for the deaths of some innocents when he set off the explosive device along with a top ISIS lieutenant. Kirby said the ISIS leader was given an opportunity to surrender. He noted every aspect of the operation is under review. A man is charged with attempted murder after police say he shot another man through an apartment door in Marshalltown. Police say Dominic Laurie was arguing with a man at an apartment in the 200 block of Grant Street Wednesday when Laurie shot the man through a closed door. Police say Laurie fired four shots, hitting the man three times. He was taken to the hospital and has since been released. In addition to attempted murder, Laurie's also charged with intimidation with a dangerous weapon and two counts of reckless use of a firearm. Enough is enough. That's what President Biden said about rising rates of gun violence in the U.S. Speaking in New York City, Biden highlighted acts of gun violence against law enforcement officers. He said grieving family members have to bury a piece of their soul. Biden, accompanied by Attorney General Merrick Garland, addressed new initiatives to crack down on illegal ghost guns and firearms trafficking along the East Coast Iron Pipeline that are ending up in the Empire State. Mayor Adams says this meeting with President Biden was productive when it came to ending gun violence. Adams says historically there has been a division between city agencies, but now the police department and crisis management teams will be working together. Adams said the president told him this was a model we need to take all over the country. The mayor added he wished he had a little more time at the president and said while he rode in the presidential limo, he asked Biden for more money for the city. 
The Army said Wednesday it will immediately begin discharging soldiers who have refused to get the mandatory COVID-19 vaccine, putting more than 3,300 service members at risk of being thrown out soon. The Army's announcement makes it the final military service to lay out its discharge policy for vaccine refusers. The Marine Corps, Air Force, and Navy have already discharged active duty troops or entry-level personnel at boot camps for refusing the shots. So far, the Army has not discharged anyone. According to data released by the Army last week, more than 3,300 soldiers have refused to get the vaccine. The Army has said more than 3,000 soldiers have been issued official written reprimands, which suggests they are already identified in the disciplinary process, and some of them could be among the first to be discharged. State police are investigating baseball bat assaults in Greene County. Police say a group of snowmobiles went after people with baseball bats on Route 32A in Palinville around 1 o'clock in the morning on Monday. Police are interviewing witnesses, but no arrests have been made yet. It's unclear if there were any serious injuries. A suspect is charged in connection with the disappearance of a pregnant woman in Baltimore nearly five years ago. Akia Eggleston went missing in May of 2017. Now, Michael Robertson, the father of her unborn child, is charged with her murder. Eggleston was reported missing after she did not show up for her baby shower, and her body has never been found. Robertson was taken into custody in Michigan. Family, friends, and fellow officers are mourning the death of a Newburgh, New York police officer who died in a snowmobile accident. Funeral services were held early Thursday for Daniel Romano. Police officers carried his flag-draped casket into Sacred Heart Church in Newburgh. He leaves behind two young daughters and a wife. The small community of St. Paul is mourning the death of a volunteer firefighter, 30-year-old Austin Smith. He was injured fighting a barn fire early Thursday morning. Smith was flown on life flight to a hospital where he died. There was an explosion during the fire, and investigators are working to learn what caused the blast and how the fire started. California Secretary of State Dr. Shirley Weber is releasing the grand total price tag for last year's gubernatorial recall election of Governor Newsom. Assembly and state budget committees said the statewide total cost of the election was over $200 million, which includes more than $170 million in county costs and $26 million in costs to the Secretary of State's office. Dr. Weber notes, while it is less than originally estimated, it still comes as a substantial cost to taxpayers and a significant disruption to governing the state. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news. I'm Victoria Baker with your international news. The 2022 Winter Olympics kicked off this week in Beijing. Russians will once again be banned from flying their nation's flag. The athletes are required instead to compete under the flag of the Russian Olympic Committee because of the country's past doping violations. If a Russian wins a gold medal, a Travolsky song will be played instead of the national anthem. The ban is in place until December of this year. Flower preserves in amber from the dinosaur age are leading some scientists to believe that some flowers in South Africa have remained the same for millions of years. Mark Mayfield explains. CNN reports that the two flowers were found in Myanmar and hadn't been well represented in the fossil record until this point due to the fact that they transform into fruit and disappear. 
Robert Spicer, a professor in the United Kingdom, says these 99 million year old flowers are almost identical to their modern relatives, adding, there really are no major differences. I'm Mark Mayfield. Moscow is condemning President Biden's move to send U.S. troops to Eastern Europe as fears of a Russian invasion of Ukraine grows. About 3,000 troops are being deployed to Romania, Poland, and Germany. This as more than 100,000 Russian soldiers have positioned themselves on the Ukrainian borders. Eight years after Russia invaded the country and seized Crimea Peninsula, Russia says that it wants security guarantees that Ukraine will not be allowed into NATO and calls sending U.S. troops to Europe a destructive step. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he's sorry for the things we simply didn't get right. His apology was in regards to the, to the controversy over parties thrown during the coronavirus lockdowns. Johnson has been facing pressures to resign over the gatherings, and the report came from civil servant Sue Gray. She said some of the gatherings didn't live up to high standards that were asked of the British public. The prime minister said the government must look ourselves in the mirror and said that there would be changes coming. The World Health Organization says that the new COVID-19 Omicron variant doesn't cause more severe symptoms than the original. Although the WHO says that the initial data shows that the sister variant is more transmittable. The new subvariant of Omicron is a dominant strain in Denmark and researchers say that it is more likely to infect people who are vaccinated or boosted than the previous strain. However, the Danish scientists said that the variant is bringing milder infections than the harder hitting Delta variant. The WHO continues to warn the new COVID variants will emerge as the Omicron spreads quickly around the world. An airline in Kenya says it will stop transporting monkeys into the U.S. laboratories following the highway crash last month in Pennsylvania. Kenya Airways says there will be no renewal of their contract with the suppliers who paid for them to fly over 100 monkeys to the U.S. for vaccine research. On January 21st, a truck transporting the monkeys through Pennsylvania to an out-of-state lab overturned, allowing several monkeys to temporarily escape. A Dansville woman who came across and in contact with one of the animals had to be treated for rabies and other infections. A couple of shocking new world records are being confirmed on Monday. The World Meteorologist Organization reported two different lightning strikes that took place in 2020 broke the record for length and duration. The first took place in April of that year and measured 477 miles long spanning from Texas to Mississippi. The other happened two months later and was the longest lasting lightning strike, timing over at 17 seconds. That took place during a thunderstorm over Uruguay and northern Argentina. The WMO called the instance extraordinary records for single lightning flash events. That was your international news. I'm Victoria Baker. Now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. Johnson & Johnson is settling an opiate lawsuit with Native American tribes. The New Jersey pharmaceutical giant, along with three distributors, has agreed to a $665 million settlement. Hundreds of tribes are involved with the settlement coming after an opioid epidemic battered Native American tribes across the country. The suit is expected to wrap up in the coming months. Family, friends, and thousands of firefighters from across the country said their final farewells to three Baltimore firefighters who lost their lives in the line of duty recently. A joint funeral service was held at the Baltimore Convention Center for Lieutenants Paul Buttram and Kelsey Sadler and firefighter paramedic Kenneth Lakeo. Baltimore Fire Chief Niles Ford says this has been a difficult time. 
Governor Larry Hogan and Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott joined the firefighters' families and colleagues in remembering their service and dedication. Following the service, a funeral procession traveled to Delaney Valley Memorial Gardens, where the firefighters were laid to rest. For the first time in the 225-year history of the Baltimore City Fire Department, all personnel were taken out of service so everyone could attend the service. Fire companies from surrounding jurisdictions took over all fire calls in Baltimore. A New Jersey contractor is accused of taking nearly $75,000 for a construction project he never worked on. Richard Smith Jr. owns Beyond Renovations LLC and agreed to work at home in Riverton, but instead used the money to pay for personal expenses. Officials say he spent the money gambling in Atlantic City and to purchase a new vehicle, boat, and a fake Rolex watch. Burlington authorities are asking anyone who believes they may be a victim to come forward. New Jersey's weather predictor for Groundhog Day is dead. Authorities say Milltown Mel died suddenly and announced on his Facebook page that the Groundhog Day ceremony planned for this year was canceled in light of the news. Officials tried to get a stand-in but weren't successful. Meanwhile, New York City's Staten Island Chuck's weather prediction at the Staten Island Zoo was recently live-streamed. During his eighth and final State of the State address, Governor Larry Hogan said the state of Maryland is strong. The outgoing governor reflected on the accomplishments of his time in office and looked forward to the future of the state. The governor says the state's long-term public health response will continue, including COVID-19 testing and vaccination. Hogan also spoke about violent crime in Baltimore, saying it will never be under control if the city can arrest more, prosecute more, and sentence more of the most violent criminals. Hogan also called on lawmakers to work together and pass his proposal for tax cuts, increase police funding, judicial transparency, and tougher penalties for violent crimes committed with firearms. Baltimore State's attorney Marilyn Mosby is again asking for a speedy trial. Mosby made an appearance at the downtown federal courthouse recently to be processed on perjury and mortgage fraud charges. Speaking to reporters afterwards, Mosby again proclaimed her innocence and demanded to be tried ahead of her re-election bid. Prosecutors alleged she withdrew funds from her retirement account by falsely claiming COVID-19 hardships and lied on mortgage applications for two Florida vacation homes. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy says the Omicron tsunami is pulling back at nearly the same speed as it washed in. COVID cases are trending downward in the Garden State, although the governor recently warned that despite declining figures, residents must remain vigilant. Total COVID hospitalizations fell by more than 25% in recent weeks. There are still nearly 2,800 residents in the hospital, with the governor also announcing an additional 107 residents have passed away from COVID complications. This comes as Trenton, New Jersey's largest city, is extending its mandatory vaccination order to enter certain establishments for another two weeks. The order, signed by Mayor Raz Baraka, also extends the requirement for wearing face masks for residents and visitors while indoors. The vaccination requirement will be reviewed after February the 16th, with the indoor mask mandate being reviewed on March the 4th. Singer Charlie Puth's voice is being featured in an upcoming Super Bowl ad. The New Jersey native's voice is used for a fox that is beatboxing in a TV commercial for Doritos and Cheetos in its Unleash Your Flaming Hot campaign. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. I'm Jen McGraw with your Rowan Campus News. This spring, rising seniors in the Rick Edelman College of Communication and Creative Arts are eligible to apply for the Anne-Marie Potazzi Scholarship for Excellence in Academic and Leadership. This scholarship honors the memory of the 1980 Glassboro State College graduate. Botazzi, who passed away in 2021, had a passion for her communications career. She was a talented writer, helped connect brands with consumers, served as the vice president of public relations at Prentice Hall Books, wrote for boutique firm Brushfire Public Relations, and worked as a consultant. The funding will provide two $5,000 scholarships per year to seniors in public relations, journalism, or writing arts. 
Applicants will also need to demonstrate leadership in clubs or organizations such as the Public Relations Student Society of America and or the Student Government Association, organizations that Patazi was active in as an undergrad. Eligible students will be invited to apply for the scholarship in the spring semester of their junior year, and two recipients will receive scholarships of $2,500 for each semester their senior year. In response to the staggering numbers of the COVID-19 vaccination rates in New Jersey, the NJ Department of Health awarded a $991,513 grant to the Neuromusculoskeletal Institute of the Rowan University School of Osteopathic Medicine to increase COVID-19 testing access, educational tools, and vaccinations for the underserved pediatric and adult population in South Jersey. This program will work with the Atlantic County Sheriff's Office, the Spanish Community Center, the Rowan Medicine, and other community organizations to aid at-risk residents in Atlantic, Gloucester, and and Camden counties. The initial focus will be on predominantly African-American and Hispanic communities that the CDC recognizes as having rates of poverty, substance abuse, and chronic diseases that drive COVID-related health issues. This project builds on the experience of Rowan Medicine's Operation Save Lives that helped deliver nearly 60,000 vaccinations over the past year through the Stratford Vaccination Center, among other vaccine events. I'm Jen McGraw, and that was your Rowan Campus News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw, your news around the sports world. Roan University winter sports are rolling along and coming down to the wire. Starting with Roan men's basketball, the Profs won two straight games this week, one on Monday, January 31st, and one on Wednesday, February 2nd. On Monday, the Profs won by a final score of 96-72 over William Patterson. Senior guard Arian Azemi was the leading scorer for the Profs, putting up 15 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 steals. He made his impact on both ends of the floor for the Profs. The men's basketball team then took on Azemi's former team, the Rutgers Camden Scarlet Raptors, where a second-half burst from the Profs led them to victory. Four profs scored in double figures with freshman Josh Wright having a big game, scoring 20 points and recording two rebounds. The standout star from this game, though, was St. Joe Hamilton product Marcellus Ross. He had 24 points and seven steals, making an impact on both sides of the floor, just like Azemi did on Monday night. He also had a near-perfect shooting night, going 6 of 9 from beyond the arc from 3. The profs will look to continue their winning streak today at 8 p.m. on the road against Rutgers Newark. To the women's basketball team for the Rome Profs, they had an identical week to the men's team playing on Monday and Wednesday. They took on William Patterson on Monday as well and won 84-79. It was a close game and Dakota Adams stepped up once again for the Profs, scoring 23 points and grabbing 6 rebounds. Grace Marshall and Kate Herlihy had a combined 8 steals between the two of them. On Wednesday, in their game against Rutgers, Camden, the Profs won easily by a score of 89-48. to That was their second victory against Rutgers Camden this season, just like the men's team. Dakota Adams had a double-double, scoring 16 points and 10 rebounds in the victory. She has had a great couple of games. The women's team will also play today ahead of the men's game at 6 p.m. on the road at Rutgers Newark. Moving along to the baseball diamond and the Rowan baseball profs have named their captains for the 2022 season. 
Eli Atia, Donald Zellman, Ryan Mastrangeli, and Eric DiDomenico were all named co-captains for the upcoming year. Roman Baseball would open up their season March 1st against Swarthmore on the road. To professional sports and the National Football League, former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores has filed a lawsuit against the NFL and three of their teams alleging discrimination during his interview process while going for head coaching opportunities around the league. Flores has also claimed that Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered $100,000 for each loss during the 2019 season as a result of tanking, according to ESPN. The NFL has denied these allegations regarding Flores' suit. For Flores, this means he may not have an NFL coaching job due to the circumstances of the lawsuit. The Super Bowl has also been set with the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals with Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow set to be the starting quarterbacks in the game. With that, I'm Nick Earnshaw with your news around the sports world right here on Roan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Troy, and this is your business news. Apple is no longer facing a possible lawsuit about its iPhones being water resistant. A federal judge threw it out on Wednesday, finding no proof of fraud. Three people were accusing the tech giant of misleading shoppers about how the phones could withstand liquid damage, including some models in water for 30 minutes. They claimed the ads let Apple charge twice as much for those phones. America's debt is reaching a new high. Treasury Department data says the total debt has passed $30 trillion for the first time. Since the end of 2019, the debt climbed over $7 trillion as Washington tried to keep the economy afloat amid the coronavirus pandemic. The national debt has more than tripled since December of 2007. Shares in Facebook owner Meta Platforms dropped more than 20% late Wednesday after the social media giant posted a forecast that was weaker than expected. The company blamed the lower forecast on Apple's privacy changes and increasing competition from rival platforms like TikTok. More than $200 billion of Meta's market value evaporated in the after-hours slump. Facebook's global daily users in the fourth quarter fell for the first time ever. Facebook also reported no growth in monthly active users. President Biden is authorizing a $15 million transfer from the Democratic National Committee to boost the House and Senate campaign committees. According to NBC News, Biden notified House and Senate leaders of the financial backing during meetings at the White House on Wednesday. The meetings with major Democratic figures allowed an opportunity to talk about their political strategy face-to-face with Biden, who wants to play a major role in the midterm races. A poll from NBC News in January found over 70% of voters feel the country is on the wrong track, with over 60% of Republican voters saying they're interested in the midterm elections, compared to under 50% of Democrats. That was your business news. I'm Thomas Troy. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Brandon Searles. Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani is reportedly competing in the new upcoming season of The Masked Singer. Deadline reports former President Trump's former personal lawyer was revealed as a contestant on the upcoming season while filming last week. When his identity was revealed, judges Robin Thicke and Ken Jong walked off the stage in protest. Giuliani has repeatedly claimed the 2020 election was stolen from Trump and the singing competition will return to Fox on March 9th with that episode rumored to be airing. According to Spotify CEO Daniel Ek, they feel good about their response to the growing backlash aimed at Joe Rogan's podcast. 
Over the weekend, the streaming company published its content policies for the first time and announced it will add content advisories to any material with COVID-19 mentions. X said the company has done what was requested in the group of medical professionals who recently called on Spotify to take action against Rogan's podcast for presenting what they call misinformation. Musicians such as Neil Young and Joni Mitchell have pulled their music from the platform recently in protest of Rogan's podcast. ASAP Rocky and Rihanna are expecting their first child together. However, not everyone is jumping for joy over the news. Canadian rapper Drake has unfollowed the couple on Instagram following the pregnancy announcement. While Drake has not directly commented on the news, fans anticipated that the way-too-sexy rhymer would not be thrilled as he has publicly professed his love for Rihanna numerous times. Whoopi Goldberg won't be on The View for the next two weeks. Late Tuesday, ABC News President Kim Godwin announced Goldberg will be suspended from the show following her comments about Jewish people and the Holocaust on the show. She had claimed the Holocaust wasn't about race and instead about two white groups of people. While Goldberg later apologized for her wrong and hurtful words, Godwin said she's asked Goldberg to take time to reflect and learn about her comments' impacts. The 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction nominees are in. The list includes Pat Benatar, Dolly Parton, Eminem, Judas Priest, Rage Against the Machine, and Lionel Richie. To be eligible, the individual artist or band must have released its first commercial recording at least 25 years prior to being nominated. Seven out of the 17 total nominees are on the ballot for the first time. Inductees will be announced in May. The performer of the National Anthem at Super Bowl 56 is being unveiled. Grammy-nominated country artist Mickey Guyton will kick off the ceremonies before the big game begins. Gutton wrote posts on her social media platforms and said she is so excited to be singing the anthem at the game next weekend. The L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals are set to face off at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Shia LaBeouf is going to be a father. People reports a pregnant Mia Goth was seen out in Pasadena, California. While LaBeouf and Goth divorced, it seems like the two have since gotten back together. In June of 2021, the two were seen holding each other in Disneyland and have been seen out with their wedding rings. I'm Brandon Searles, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.